0: 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. Manfred. Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yankee Socks Off podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew the III, and joining me as always is my best friend Matthew Beal. Beal, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Yeah, and why is that?
1: Why is that? I, I don't know. The um, <laughs> new week.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, you know.
1: Yes. Um, it, like a rejuvenated love for the Red Sox after uh, snagging a couple wins against the Yankees, but. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh we're just talking about that this episode. And I'd I'd like it if that stopped getting brought up because the Yankees easily should have won that series. But, but this episode, didn't. no, they didn't. They didn't. But a tie in Fenway is not terrible for this time of year. But let's get wow, into Yankee
1: it. Yankee fans settling. All right. Yeah,
0: you know what? I guess three and three on the week, I'll say it again. I mean and they ended up three and three this past week, so it feels kind of good. No, I'd, I'd rather them have won all of their games, but that—that's beside the point. This episode is all about jumping off of our buyers and sellers of last week's episode. Episode fifty was about the buyers and sellers. Five zero. Yeah, five zero. Big milestone for us, and we were—we tried something new. Um, Coming up to this trade deadline, well, everything new is new for us this year because it's our first year doing this, but we're determining every team in the league whether they should be buyers or sellers going into this year's trade deadline, which is August 2nd of this year. Last episode, if you want to tune in to catch up, episode 50 was about buyers and sellers in the National League um, this year heading into the trade deadline and buyers meaning Teams wanting to trade for for better players to help them win more games. Sellers meaning trading their best assets um, to acquire younger players or, yeah, just younger players pretty much, or cash considerations, something like that to use for future players. Um, But today's episode is about the other league, the American League, where our two teams that we just talked about reside, the Yankees and Red Sox. Now we'll start there because I'm sure we'll have the most to say about them. We'll start with the American league East and the top two teams in the American league East right now. I think it's safe to say that they are both buyers. Um, And this might be a, a a little foreshadowing to next week's episode, which will be about who we want um, for Yankees, Red Sox, but Beal, is there one player out there that or no, let's just say position, not a player in particular. We'll just do a little bit of hinting at, at where we're going for next. Week's
1: oh, I, I could hint at some players right here.
0: All right. All right. Not just give me a position. What is the Red Sox biggest position of need um, heading into this year's trade deadline?
1: Uh, center fielder.
0: Wow. You're not a Duran fan?
1: I am a Duran fan, but he doesn't play center field well. He's a right fielder.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I just okay. –
0: I, I mean, he's got
1: the tools. He's so young, but he just does not make the rats to balls that Jackie Bradley Jr. or Kike Hernandez does. And, honestly, the play by Kike Hernandez has been very underwhelming for me. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to say the position's too much for him, but, like, it'd be nice for him to focus more on his hitting – when he does come back from injury. And um, and I think he could do that better in a utility position just because he doesn't ever have to worry about defense. But in center field, I think there's a lot riding on him. Um, I honestly would be fine with, like, you know, him and Duran in some type of utility role. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm torn because I love Duran, and I think he is an everyday player, and I think Kike is as well. But when you're the Red Sox, I, I think you're really, like, digging um, it's between two positions. It's first base or center field. But I do think at the trade deadline we're going to go for a first baseman. I just think that the star potential on the trade market right now is in center field, and I'm thinking about one person specifically. If there wasn't this guy out there, and if there was a first baseman as big as him, then I'd be saying first base. But, uh, I mean, I, I love my dude over in Pittsburgh, Brian Reynolds.
0: Wow. You just had to ruin it. I had to, to. I had to. We will talk more about (laughs) why you want Brian Reynolds next episode. I am not going to spoil who I want. Um, Yes. There's a position, there's a position of need in mind for, for me. Um, Biggest standout is that every we we have Hicks who's developing into a a pretty reliable fourth outfielder, a guy that we can put out there. He can feel decently, he can run pretty well. Um, and he's he's gonna get on base. I mean, he his on his average might not be otherworldly at somewhere around 230, 40, but that's right around league average. He's right around league average at the plate, which is all we were asking for at, at this point. He's coming around, he's showing life at the plate, he's showing grit, and he's get he's walking now consistently working at bats, which is what we need. Joey Gallo, on the other hand, time and time again, this man will not make it in New York, will never make it in New York. He needs a change of scenery, nothing against him. He's he's obviously a good ball player that he's been in that in the league for what's five, six years now. So he'll get another shot somewhere else, but it won't be with the Yankees. We got to trade him. And that just means we need an outfielder. And I'm going to say left field as our, as our position of need. I think if we get the person I'm thinking about, this team is a guarantee to win the world series. If we get this one player who I'm thinking about, we get, we win the world series. That's all I'm going to say. You and know that-
1: what? I'm going to take back what I said. I'm going to leave it open to, <laughs> uh, to, for next episode to have somebody tell you guys, Brian Reynolds is just a teaser. He's, you know, He would be the bare minimum of what we should get. My real guy's going to be better.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. You just – you heard my little teaser and you're like, oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I thought it (laughs) sounded like fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is. I think it will be fun, a a good lead into next episode. But back to this episode, obviously our teams are buyers. I mean, we're, we're the Yankees and Red Sox, two of the biggest teams in the league. Uh, two of the top three t- biggest markets in the league, sharing that with the Dodgers. Um, we're buying, right, Beal? There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Both of our teams are buying. Yeah. Unless I mean, if Bart- – uh,
1: You know, uh, the Red Sox are in a position where you can't not buy. Um, if, if we were still having some lackluster play, then I wouldn't say buying. Like, after May, I would – Think that if the Red Sox didn't think they're going to resign Xander, that they would have to part ways with them. Um, and so, for that reason, I think we're almost it, it considered a borderline buying team. The Red Sox seem to never sell, anyways. So, like, it's a pretty easy one to say. But I feel like this year we got as close to selling as we could, and then all of a sudden the players woke up. We're like, no, we we're playing for this year. Now we're playing for this year. Now we're good. We're in the clear. But um, but, yeah, back in May, I couldn't have said that.
0: That's this is kind of why the reason going into this episode this week, I really wanted the Yankees after they won those first two games of the series. That third game was such a pivotal game and we've already talked about it in the previous episode. But I feel like a like Yankees taking three out of four there would have. In Boston, really would have just sunk in that, that the Red Sox weren't with the Yankees, and now they have definitely not that they ever didn't feel that way. But Boston always feels like they can play with the Yankees. The Blue Jays looks have looked we know this we year. could
1: always play with the Yankees. I know,
0: but this year has been different. Every other team, the Rays have been have tortured us all every other year. They're not doing that this year. The Orioles have been a backbreaker for for the Yankees. Um, and, and watch out for the Orioles, they're they're nine and one, they're in the a game 10. behind five. They're coming up, mm-hmm. they're coming on. Uh, this yeah. is by far the best division in baseball, hand like, not even close. It, it's not close, and it's a shame that maybe only three of these teams will make it because we're the teams are just beating up on each other. Um, but we'll get to the other teams, honestly. This whole division. I think is buyers. I, I, I don't see a team with the way that Orioles are playing right now. They are the only team because they haven't had success at all re in, in recent history. Um, in in like the last decade, they really haven't contended for a championship at all. Maybe when back when they had uh who was that second? They had Adam Jones and Machado that they, they I think they snuck into the playoffs one year as a wild card, but they weren't a contender still. They've never had the pitching staff, but this team is young. They got good pieces. They can bring in some other veteran help. There's no stopping this, this team. And I love Trey Mancini, Adley Rutschman. I mean, this team's got names. So I think the whole division is buyers. I I, I don't know who's going to come out as the best buyer, um, but I think this whole division is buyers. The Blue Jays have made so many moves. They they can't back out now. They need a starting pitcher. Um, the Rays are sliding, sliding fast. They just need Glass now to come back. They need health of their pitching staff. Um, but they always find bargain deals. And then the Orioles, man, this would just be such a feel-good story for them to make, make a playoff run. Um, for sure. I think we're getting I'm getting ahead of myself here with the Orioles and I'll be going to an Orioles game in, in two weeks, um, an Orioles Yankees game. Um, so hopefully by then they're not playing this well and the Yankees can take it, take that game that we're there. But, Bill, where, where do you think the rest of this division um, falls, buyers or sellers?
1: I think at the end of the day, everybody's going to be a buyer. Um, but I think the Orioles situation situation is a little bit interesting. Um, like you mentioned, they have some veteran talent, and everybody knows that you need to, you know, keep veteran talent around to to win. But with expiring contracts like Trey Manzini's, it, I, I can't help but think that the Orioles might see that they're really talented at the younger level right now. And sell him for a guy who's MLB ready, not really necessarily making the team worse, but just extending its championship window and building around a young core. And I don't know, like part of me, we talked about this last episode with the Marlins. Part of me felt like with them, they're going to trade some of their veterans, not to not to dump them for prospects, but to get guys who are MLB ready and young. And I feel like the Orioles could be in the same boat. They're just out of the wild card right now. It's in tough division, not selling out and not, not going for the playoffs, but maybe trading away some of the pieces that they would lose value in, in soon free agencies and um, and get some young talent from it and build around guys like Cedric Mullins and Adley Rutchman and John Means and, and their pitching staff and those guys who have just been absolutely nails all year uh i i think that the orioles will be buying but it might be a weird it, it may oh, not make be sure. like what you would expect straight up yeah it's I, not I, like prospects for better players it might be like current guys for players I, I, who are just as good but give them potential and time
0: i think if you're saying that they are going to trade train trey mancini that's sellers no matter what I feel other. Like, mo- What up? Well, I know he's on an expiring deal, but he's a leader in that clubhouse. He's got an incredible comeback story. He's been an Oriole for life, battling up through through the minors and coming up with the Orioles. Um, so he's a fan favorite. You trade him, they're sellers, They, they don't think they're an actual they're, they're an actual playoff team. Yeah. They're, and that, and not that, honestly, that's a selling move.
1: Yeah. Not necessarily Trey, because he's the type of guy that, like I said, like you need veterans, like at least a little bit, like around your roster. Um, and so maybe not like, I don't know. It's so tough because like I could really see them trading him just because of his value right now, but, and you're right, that would be a selling move. Um, Um, I'm kind of torn between whether they're going to sell something like him or like, I don't know, Santander or like, it. just, I feel like that's the difference. You trade a veteran or guy who's been around for a little bit longer versus trading your face of the franchise. And uh, it pains me to say this, but I think they might be sellers. Now that that I'm saying this out loud, I mean, you're right. If you trade Trey Mancini, you're a seller, even if – you end up in the same place that you were before. But I, I just don't think that they expect they'll be able to keep him around for too much longer. And like with how the Orioles are and the Rays do the same exact thing, they don't necessarily sell at trade deadlines. They usually get people who are MOB ready and try not to make their team worse. But it's things that they have to do because if they lose a player to free agency, then they're losing a ton for nothing. And so the Rays have historically traded good players, not because they were selling, but because they had to. And I feel like the Orioles are still in that, like, ship right now. Uh, I mean, they're a team that can build up, they're a team that has had money in the past and been able to sign free agents. But right now, I just don't think that they're there. And I, I think, unfortunately, their finances might force them to be sellers.
0: Yeah, uh, you make a good point there. So, is your final answer sellers? Sellers. Yeah. Okay. It makes that's, me sad. That's though. fair. Um, I, I'm just going as a hopeful MLB fan for them to make the division even that more competitive. Yeah, um, I, I, I would be all for it as buyers, and the whole division as buyers would be incredible. Moving on to the AL Central, the weakest division in the AL, um, and maybe the weakest division in the in the league, arguably. Um, You have the Twins leading this division. This is a team that makes very good moves. Um, Even their move with the Yankees trading Donaldson, um, kind of for for Falefa, for Urshela, um, and Gary Sanchez has worked out pretty evenly, I would say. Um, But Geo has been incredible this year. Um, and it that not that opened up cap space for them to sign Correa, so they make shrewd deals and they're winning their division, so they're buyers. No, no, hands down, yep, right, yeah, I
1: agree, I agree. Now you get to the
0: meat of this division. Cleveland's not playing great baseball right now, they started off hot. Then you have the White Sox, who pretty much everybody had winning this division and they're still only five games back so this is a team talented enough to win the division I think both of those teams playing right around 500 ball right now I'm going to say that the White Sox are buyers with the talent on that roster but Cleveland young now they're buyers too Cleveland's a buyer too they got Jojo Ramirez that they you can see, make a run. I at it. I agree
1: only because you can't be sellers when you're only like five games back of the lead. They're both within five, yeah. and like I just don't think like that you can do that and still have fans coming to your games. Like people would be pissed if Cleveland sold and the White Sox decided to buy, and like and, and vice versa. It's like those teams are neck and neck, and so like. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them rivals, but they're in the same division. They've got about the same record, and one of them's got to go for it. They're not just going to give the Twins the division. So, like, one of them's going to be a buyer, um, and obviously the other won't go selling because it's just – it's not competitive, and I I don't think that that's just an an option. Like, honestly – I think that Cleveland should be sellers. Like, I think it's better for their future because they are not going to win a World Series this year. And if they do, I'm very sorry sorry to everybody listening to this podcast and made bets based off of my recommendation. Um, but I'm just saying uh, Chicago probably has a chance to make it because they have enough studs on that team to drive them through the playoffs. They have good enough pitching, a good enough bullpen, they're a good team, but Cleveland, I don't think they do. And I think if they took a look at their lineup, then it's easy to say, okay, we're not going to do it this year. Let's be sellers. Let's, let's try to build a better future around Jose, but they can't do that in the position that they're in. I don't think they can wisely do that and then still keep fans around. So like, I I know you're kind of going back and forth with Cleveland a little bit, but like, I, I think that for the better of their franchise going forward, they should be sellers, but they won't both teams are going to be buyers because it's just, there's too much pressure on it. They're both again, within five games, they both have about the same record. And I think just being that close, it, like anybody, nobody would accept them being sellers at this point.
0: Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, they, they have to, um, I know August 2nd's a little bit ways away, but with the all-star break in between, they got another 20 games. So we'll see um, come all- Come trade deadline, um, passing where where the standings are then, but I still think they'll be within ten games, and at that point, you're still they'll still be within five games of the wild card. So they they got to go for it. Yeah, for um, sure, I agree. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they don't, but I think they should. I, I it's always good to give young guys a chance to make the playoffs. A team that's not so young in this division is the Tigers. Miguel Cabrera have an approved pretty incredible year for, for, I mean, how, how old he is for, for a ball player, um, but still near the The top. The the power is not there, but his contact and his average, he's, he's still batting in the high 200s right now, near, near 300 batting average, which is, is incredible. Um, Especially with, with how hard guys are throwing now and, and I'm pretty sure the league average batting average is sitting around like 220, which is just abys- is abysmal in my eyes. But what do I know? I, I, I would bat like 3 in the league. So um, this Tigers team, though, is, is 11 games back. The Red Sox are 14 games back of the Yankees, and we're saying the Red Sox are definite buyers. That's how incredible that uh, of a season the Yankees are having right now. I they'll come back to the meme, Bill. I'm I'm not trying to rub it in your face or anything right now with how good the Yankees have been so far this year. I don't think we're re- we're in. I think we are built the best we've ever been built before. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. I I'm confident that we will finally make a trade deadline splash and feel free to bring up the Red Sox again, or, or rebuttal rebuttal that. Cause that was just out of the blue, but the Tigers are fair sellers. Costless. Nope. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You can't pitch in Fenway, the Tigers and Royals, they're sellers. I mean, they're bottom of the barrel. These teams are not good. They need, and they don't have tremendous farm systems. So they need to sell whatever assets they got to whoever wants them uh, for something that that's what they need. Um, so yeah, both of these teams are sellers. I, I don't think the Tigers are going to sell a guy like Miggy. Um, I just don't or newly signed Javier Baez. Um, but some veterans like Willie Castro, um, who's a solid fielding shortstop, or or Robbie Grossman, who fields the position very well in the outfield, and and I mean he's serviceable as like a fourth outfielder. Um, yeah, I, I think there's this is just a team that needs needs to sell. Yep, they're all sellers. And now, finishing up this this episode, we have the last division, the AL West. We didn't talk I, about
1: the Royals.
0: I just did. Yeah. Well, I didn't touch. Kind I, I, I kind of okay.
1: You talk mostly about the Tigers.
0: All right. Yes, I did talk mostly about the the Tigers, but the Royals are equally as bad. Um, a guy who's not even playing Fires. right now, Whit Whitmer. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whit Merrifield has to be sold at, at this point. He, They got to get something for him. Even like a guy like. Hunter, is on the wall. He's Hunter been, Dozier. They've been
1: trying to sell him their, for
0: years. Yes. They, they just want more value. Hunter Dozier, their third baseman. I mean, pretty much anybody they got except. Benny's for, an
1: all star this year.
0: Yes. Ben and sure. for sure. been um, like 317. I mean, except for Bobby Witt at shortstop. That's the yeah, only guy. Up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They'll keep Unless Bobby. Unless someone gives them the, like a haul, but
0: we don't yeah, see like that. Yeah. Their whole farm system. No, no, no. Definitely not the future of a franchise. Um, But I mean, that's all I got to say about the Royals. They're, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're... they're a bad baseball team.
1: They are. <laughs> Which <laughs> is kind of the... annoying because they have a lot of talent. Like they have wit, they have Benny, they have Hunter Dozier. They have and Bobby. And their pitching
0: staff is also terrible.
1: Yeah, but it's just kind of sad. Like they have talent.
0: Yes, they, tr- they do. Every team has talent. I mean, they're all MLB players. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. This team is, is, has exciting talent. That's for yeah. sure. Guys who can run the base as well and, and make noises yeah. um, in, in games and kind of take over games. Um, but saying take over games – This AL West team, the Astros, as much as we hate them, they're freaking good. I mean, they're top to bottom, they're incredible. Um, and when Verlander's on the mound, you they just expect to win every single game. Um, so they're buyers. I I don't even know what they were right
1: to trust in Jeremy Pena. The dude is raking.
0: Yeah, he is. He has stepped in, in to gray thing. his shoes and filled them and might've even fielded them more because of what he can give them on base pass too with his speed. What,
1: what rookie can play shortstop the way that he can like defensively, offensively, just owning it. I, I don't think I've seen a rookie come they, in and handle it. I think the way they that lead team. the
0: league in, in ERA, in the bullpen. They have good starting depth. I think, first base to me is a position of need for them or a catcher um, who can hit a little bit. Um, Maldonado is a great um, leader for that pitching staff as a catcher, but he can't hit. He can't hit for sure. At all. Yeah. And Yuli Gurriel, I think they could use a lefty bat there at first base to, to, to balance that out. Actually, I think they have a young lefty bat who they've been platooning over there, but I think catcher for me is a, is a position of need for them, just a guy who can hit. And, and we know Wilson Contreras from the Cubs is, is a name. I mean, he'll be starting in the All-Star game, but he's as good as gone from the Cubs. Um, yeah. And he'll be in hot for, pursuit from a lot of teams. But if Wilson Contreras goes to the Astros, I might cry. <laughs> That's uh, and getting to the second-place team in this division – Honestly, my one of my favorite team this year, not named the Yankees, has been the Mariners. With with how just how exciting this team is with Ty France, JP Crawford, uh, J Rod, J Rod. I mean, come on, this team is this team is great. Even Adam Frazier, they're picking up him. They were fun last year. They just
1: got even more fun.
0: Yeah, they're don't they have Jesse Winker now too? They're, they're a fun team, a very fun team and a very talented young team. Um, And the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since, and we did remember that segment we did last, last episode. um, When I said they haven't made the playoffs since what was it? 2000 and 2001, I think was the last time they made the playoffs. This team is starving for a playoff appearance and with 17s, now, making the playoffs from each league, they're buyers, they're full on buyers. They have to go all in for it. They've been starving for to make the playoffs absolutely yep. starving.
1: Yeah. they have been, they really have been.
0: So, I, I hope they're starving no more. The third place team of this division, the Rangers, I think will go different ways here. So, I'll let you begin with the Rangers. Um, yeah, I. I think I have a, a hot take here, but it's all, maybe I don't. I
1: honestly, I think they have to be buyers. I, I don't think okay. they have any yeah. other option just because they can't be sellers. They cannot get anybody to take the contract of Simeon or Seeger. So if you sell, you're still retaining all of the salary cap that you currently have. Maybe they could get rid of Adolus, but he's like your only team-friendly contract left. And it's just... I don't know. Like, you're kind of stuck there. Like, what are you doing? Like you have Simeon who's around 30 Seager who's 28 or 29. And if you sold the Dulles, then you're just going for prospects, but like all your salary is still present in your team. So you have to buy, you have to trade prospects right now because what they were doing in the off season and everyone was plotting for, and I still don't think it's a mistake to try to buy themselves in the playoffs but what they're doing hasn't worked yet. It, it hasn't made them a playoff team, and I think they need to keep pushing because if they go back now, then they're going to be really stuck for a long period of time. This is how teams get themselves stuck um, through big contracts like this and then not being good enough to make the playoffs. So they need to keep buying until they get into the playoffs at this point. They made a risky move. They need to back I it. agree.
0: I, just because, I mean, they – this offseason with they need starting pitching and they'll be going after it and they'll be buying because they have to, they got um, to. The and Angels, also
1: they're not like out of it. They're only five games below 500. It's it. They'll be all right.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and they I, thought fight I, back. Gonna, yeah, I, I thought I was going to, yeah, I thought I was going to have a differing opinion, but yeah, I guess I'm just basic. Uh, We'll get we'll we'll get right into the angels here i mean to me they have trout they have otani they still sell tickets but this team is still so many pieces away and, and they have great they have great other pieces david fletcher i think is a, is a solid infielder taylor ward is that other outfielder that has had an all-star caliber season um but you know it's it's the same old age, angels. So I, I just feel like with their market size, they're probably buyers. But I got to say, they got to sell. They got to sell. They got Noah Syndergaard on a one-year deal. Sell him to somebody who's going to compete because um, he's, still, he's still solid as a pitcher and lively arm. Um, I think they're sellers. Um,
1: it's a tough one for me because, like, I I just to your point yeah they could sell like Taylor Ward and David Fletcher but obviously nobody's gonna touch Trout or Otani it's just those guys are I mean it'd be like trading I I don't even know what to compare it to like I I don't think there's a comparison in any other sport of like trading that player like I, I mean it'd be like trading LeBron or KD but like it's actually more likely that LeBron or Katie are traded at this point than Trout or Itani. And so I just, I feel like at a certain point the angels can't do much of an overhaul through trading. Um, As far as getting younger, I I think what the angels need to do is honestly keep trading because it, it takes so much time to develop players and, and Trout and Otani are at that age where you want a team that's able to compete. And even if the buying isn't necessarily for this year, I I don't think the angels will be like absolutely selling. Like I, I think uh, it's, it's tough to say because obviously you don't want to be buying at the trade deadline. If you don't have to, everybody's prices are high, but if there's a guy out there that they think can help them in the future and they could latch onto contract, um, and bring a guy in through trade rather than free agency because free agency has proven to be a little bit tough for the Angels, then they, they might go out there and do that. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's almost silly to say, but I, I, I think if they don't buy, then they're going to be afraid of what Otani's going to s- decide when his contract is up. And so um, I, I sure as heck don't think that they'll be selling guys like Taylor Ward because I just don't think that would bode well for Otani and Trout and the players on the team that have been dying to get into the playoffs in the last couple of years. Yes. They're close. They, they may not, I mean, I'm not even even fired their their manager
0: mid season.
1: They're they're scrapping right now. Like they are trying to win. And so I don't think they're going to sell at this point. Like the Joe Madden fire was probably preemptive, but it was showing that the Angels recognized that they need to win and they need to do it now. If they didn't want to fight, then they would have fired him at the end of the year. But, yeah, I, I do think I take that an, claw back I,
0: I just think ownership is not all there, not on the same page. It's that organization has been run not well with the likes of a transit. Two of the best talents in the entire league, arguably the two best players in the entire league. Yeah. And this team can't even play 500 baseball. They need a re uh, every year, they need a reboot, but I I, I just don't see it happening. Um, but yeah. we'll finish with the athletics sellers. I think that's all I need to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. and they're gonna get a lot of uh money or, or a lot of talent or whatever. They're gonna be able to sell Montes, they're gonna be able to sell Sean Murphy, Loriano. I mean, they've got guys and. The teams are going to yeah, want those guys. Tony Kemp. I mean, they, yeah. they
0: have names. They have guys. And Tony can...
1: Kemp has been there and done it before. He was on the yes. Astros in the playoffs yes. for a couple of years.
0: Yep. He, he's he got experience, and, and these guys will be contributors to, to title contenders. So the Astros sure. should be able to get a boatload back for those guys. I mean, the, the Athletics should be able to get a boatload of those guys. And Billy Bean's still doing it. Moneyball to the max fantastic movie um but that does it for today's episode beal do you want to take us out after i say a quick word um, from myself enjoy your sunsets your sunrises um your brunches your lunners god i love food um yeah god bless america